0: Hello, my beautiful friend. Happy Monday if you are listening to this in real time. Today's episode is a super fun episode because I am celebrating one year of being marijuana free um, and I'm coming up on my four year alcohol free soberversary. So I decided to just celebrate both of those victories in one episode. Um, Well, Partly one episode, I might record another Q&A episode after this, but yeah, today I am sharing my story, my testimony, and just what this journey has looked like, Um, and I hope that it inspires you and helps you know that even if you aren't where you want to be yet, you are making progress every single day, every single day that you Don't give in to alcohol or don't give in to vices. You're building that strength within you. Um, Every time you spend time with God, you're building your faith. Every time you do something instead of reach for the bottle or, you know, for whatever vice you may be reaching for, that you're you're rewiring your brain. You're rewiring your habits. So anyways, (laughs) I'm just... Hope this episode inspires you and inspires you to take action, whatever that might look like for you. And let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the most high, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education, so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. All right. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to share a review of the week. And this one is from Jenny Jenny 33. It says part of my toolbox. Five stars. Hey, thank you. It says super grateful For the honesty and candor in this podcast, good to know I'm not alone. You are definitely not alone, my friend. And thank you so much for leaving this review. Um, I would super appreciate if you are enjoying this episode or enjoying the podcast. Go ahead and give me a quick thank you by leaving me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you might be able to do this on Spotify. I'm not sure, but I would so appreciate that. And secondly, if you are not already a part of our Facebook group, go ahead and join us over there. It's a little bit of a party now. We've got, I I believe like a little over 150 members. So it's, it's still pretty small in comparison to some, you know, Facebook groups, but I like that personally because, um, you know, it's not overwhelming in there. It's like real conversations with real people. And, you know, you might meet someone who lives close to you. So go ahead and join us over there at the Beyond the Booze Christian Sobriety Community on Facebook. And apologies for missing the past couple weeks on the podcast. Um, Life has definitely been happening. And, you know, Kind of slowed down a little bit with the holidays, you know. I think Thanksgiving came and um I just I missed my upload that week because you know we were getting settled back in at home and and then you know the next week my car broke down and I was like without a vehicle and thank God um thank god <laughs> and my husband actually ended up getting me a new vehicle. Hallelujah. It's like a major upgrade from my beloved 2008, um, Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Um, that was actually my grandma's vehicle for anyone who else is like a granny's girl. I was definitely a granny's girl, but my grandma passed away and I actually kind of inherited, I I bought the vehicle for my grand, my grandma's husband, but, um, yeah, so I, I've been driving this vehicle for like 10 years. And so my husband, you know, just, yeah, got me a new vehicle and, definitely super grateful. It's uh, very similar to my other Explorer. Cause it's also, it's a 2022 King Ranch edition Ford Explorer. So it has that, you know, it's, it's like the upgraded version of the Eddie Bauer. And my grandma was like obsessed with the Eddie Bauer. And I'm just sharing this because my granny was such a, you know, big part of my life. And, you know, um, this isn't actually <laughs> I just wanted to share just so you know what's going on in my personal life and um I want us to connect a little bit more but yeah so um anyways the ve- my my um old vehicle is very sentimental for me and um I'm just glad to have one that's very similar and kind of still gives me the same feel um as my my granny's vehicle anyways <laughs> I am back now and I plan to be back, but, you know, I might slow down a little bit with Christmas coming. You know, I definitely want to be present with my family and you know how the holidays are, but, um, definitely still will be active in the Facebook group. Um, if I'm not active on the podcast, so definitely, you know, go connect with, connect with us over there, meet some friends, say hello, introduce yourself, all the things, ask for prayer, whatever you need. Um, yeah, get connected over there. And let's let's start this episode. So I'm going to kind of intertwine both my faith journey and my sobriety journey because they're very intertwined. Um yeah, so you know, I was born to a 15-year-old single mother. My mom did the very best she could and I'm so grateful that she raised me and, you know, didn't, you know, give me up for adoption or have an abortion. Like I felt very loved as a child from, you know, we lived with my grandmother and, um, that's probably why I was such a granny's girl. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, in elementary school, I remember, you know, like kids like talking about God and, you know, just in my mind, like I I would always think, like, like something I would hear, you know, the kids saying is like, if you don't believe in God, you're going to go to hell. Like if you don't believe in God, you're going to go into hell. And for me, that just like was never a convincing enough, um, argument. Like I was like, well, that just doesn't, it doesn't really inspire me to believe in God. Like just to, because I'm afraid to go to hell. Like that doesn't, it just, yeah, that didn't. <laughs> That definitely didn't win my heart over. So, anyways, um, I remember that, you know, in the in in elementary school, just thinking the thought like, if there is a God, like he will understand why I have questions or why I question. And, you know, just went about my life. Um, my mom ended up marrying my my dad, um, technically my stepdad, but he raised me since I was five. So I call him my dad. Um, and he would go to mass to Catholic church. And so I would go, you know, on Sundays, like whenever he would go, like he wasn't like going consistently and, you know, we weren't really having faith conversations at home or anything like that. Um, we, it was kind of like going, you know, I don't, I don't know, just whenever he wasn't working on Sunday or on special occasions, we would go and, I remember me and my siblings, we would always kind of be persuaded to go because if we went to church, then we would get to go out to eat to breakfast. <laughs> but anyways, you know, going to the Catholic Church, I really—I I don't even remember what they talked about. I just remembered, you know, like getting down on my knees and then standing up and then down on my knees and then standing up and, you know, it just being very boring is what I remember. Um, but yeah, so then... <laughs> Fast forward to closer to when I'm, like, 18. um, Me and my sister decided to go to, like, the Catholicism classes. And at that time, I kind of wanted to, like, I wanted what other people had with God. I, like, wanted that, but I didn't understand it, and it just didn't make sense to me. And even after I took all the Catholicism classes, I just... It still never really clicked. And so, I just, like from that point on, I really think that was like me, you know, going my own way. I'm like, okay, I tried and, you know, it didn't work. So, you know, I'm going to just do things my way. So yeah, I, um, graduated high school early, um, a year early and then, you know, just started working and started partying, um, and, you know, binge drinking and, yeah. You know, I, I would describe myself back then <laughs> as like, so this is kind of like before Christ, Victoria, I BC in my BC days, I would often like, you know, six days out of the week, I would be, you know, partying. I would be binge drinking. I would drink until I blacked out. I wouldn't know how I got home. Um, I was like trying to find my worth, like like find validation from men, like if, if, or through my looks, like if I looked good enough, or if, you know, the right person gave me attention, then that meant, you know, that I was, I guess, worthy, you know, I I definitely probably didn't think that back in the day. (laughs) But in hindsight, like I see that I was seeking like that validation or that worthiness through the way I looked or like, through what i could give of myself you know that's how that's how i had worth is like how i would describe it and i also was definitely the friend that you had to babysit that like you know someone would have to throw into the back of the car to get home like you know i would just get sloppy drunk i would get aggressive, like, you know, definitely I, I like slap people when I was drunk. I like put people in chokeholds. Like and it's and, and I and one time I like chased somebody with like a, a knife or something. Like it's kind of comical now, but if you were the person on the other side, I'm sure it was not funny. <laughs> not funny at all to get, you know, choked out and, you know, faint in some drunk girl's arms. You know, that's not funny. Um, I mean, of course it was funny, you know, when we were in our twenties, but like, <laughs> yeah, definitely wouldn't fly now anyways. Um, yeah. So I always would identify as the party girl and yeah, I definitely thought I was the life of the party. I was like snooky. <laughs> um, and that was definitely what I was in taking at the day, you know, like what you feed yourself is like. It just makes such a difference. And I watched so much Jersey Shore. I was like, oh, this is what success looks like to party, you know, and like get sloppy drunk. Like (laughs) it's, it's no wonder. Um, but anyways, so that was then and, you know, besides, yeah, so that was kind of like a normal thing for me. I was just, you know, I, I had also like this stable job, um, as a pharmacy tech. So I was, you know, doing good enough. Um, I was, you know, living how I thought like successful people live, like they had a decent job and, you know, they had fun. Um, so, but I, you know, I was pretty burnt out with that, um, pharmacy tech job, but, um, yeah, you know, I, uh, other things that would happen is like, I would show up to work like hungover and like one time I remember like being so hungover I was like literally in the back of the pharmacy like up against the wall just kind of like sitting on the floor and like one of the pharmacists was like bringing me saltine crackers and like Sprite and you know it's just like yeah just pretty terrible that it just (laughs) I was that was like the heat of my addiction is what I would say because I was completely oblivious to the fact that I had a problem. Um, So complete denial, would have never thought I had a problem. Um, But yeah, and by that point, I had already been, you know, like, uh, around then, you know, I had been, or during that time, I had been pulled over for DWI twice, and then the third time I got pulled over for DWI, that was when I actually got, like, in trouble, because the other two times, like they let my me call my dad and my dad came and got me and they like towed my car um, or, or they let someone drive my car home, but I didn't get in trouble. You know, I didn't get um, arrested. I didn't get tickets. Um, and then, and then, yeah. So then, and then by the third time, that's when I actually got arrested and um, put in jail and I had to you know, go to court. I had to hire a lawyer. I had to, um, yeah, and then, you know, go into court. The lawyer said that we were going to plead guilty because I have a, a problem and that I, if I do all these things, then they'll, like, you know, get it off my record. And I, again, like I said, I was like in the heat of addiction and I was like in major denial. And this was probably in 2012. So um, 11 years ago. <laughs> So 11 years ago, that's when I got my DWI and, um, again, in the heat of my addiction and yeah, so I ended up having to go on probation for 18 months. I had to get a breathalyzer in my car. I was, I had to do like community service. I had to go to like mandatory substance abuse counseling. And at one point I violated my probation by, drinking and blowing in my breathalyzer. And then, you know, it, it basically sends your probation officer, like an alert that you blew into your, you know, the, the interlock. That's what it's called. Not a breathalyzer. It's an interlock system. Um, if you haven't heard of it, you have to like blow into it and it has to have like no alcohol for your car to start. And so, yeah, my car wouldn't start because I had blue and my, you know, there was alcohol in my breath. Um, and so I ended up having to do mandatory AA because of that. And I think that's, that's actually when they sent me to the, um, substance abuse counseling, like, like an eight week program or something like that. Um, but yeah, so fast forward to me, starting to do my community service, I was doing community service And that's when I found Jesus. So there was these guys that were there every week and they'd always be talking about faith. And I was just kind of like so cynical at the time. I was so burnt by men. um, And just, you know, yeah, I was very like, I was like definitely like a God hater. Like I just, I thought people who believed in God were stupid And, um, I just, you know, it just didn't make any sense to me at all. (laughs) And I was, yeah, I was just so blind. Um, so it's, it's hilarious now because, you know, God's like, (laughs) ha, you know, look at you now sharing me with everybody. But, um, anyways, he got the last laugh, I guess you could say. So anyways, during the, the community service, I, I was just like, why do y'all, why do you believe that? You know, I said that to one of the guys that was working there and he was like, well, why don't you? I was like, because I refuse to worship a man. And he was like, well, that's a stupid reason to go to hell. And I was just so like taken back, like what, excuse me. (laughs) And, but then the next thing, you know, like I was just like in tears and had just like realized like that, you know, the thing missing from my life was God, like that, hole I was trying to fill with alcohol with men with like you know yeah whatever like it was God missing from my life and you know that was where my faith journey began you know I began listening to sermons I um, eventually joined a church and you know I yeah just you know just continued to pursue God and here we are 11 years later and (laughs) praise God. But yeah, so after I found Jesus, you know, I realized that, you know, alcohol was causing problems in my life. Um, But despite my like best effort, like I was, I I still like couldn't quit drinking. Like I thought, I I think what I was trying at the time was like moderation um, and it just wasn't working. And I like, I thought like, I remember one time like taking a picture of myself, like crying because I was like so upset because of the after effects of alcohol and I was like surely if I look at this picture of me crying like I'm not going to drink like this again (laughs) you know um and it just you know that didn't work but but yeah after I you know continued to pursue Jesus and um I ended up you know becoming a personal trainer so that was in 2014 so it was like two years after my DWI like I had um Sorry, I kind of skipped a few steps, but I got really into fitness. I really got into my faith and I really got into fitness. And the more that like faith and fitness became priorities, the less and less I was drink. Um and and then and then yeah, and then I, you know, I wanted to do a job where I could do what I was passionate about, which was fitness. And, you know, I didn't mention this, but my dad also um, used to take me to the gym with him whenever I was like old enough to get on the gym floor which I would think I was 12 12 or 14 I can't remember but I was so excited to finally be able to work out with my dad my dad because um, he would always take us to the little kids club at the gym and we would like you know I couldn't wait for the day that I could work out with my dad <laughs> and I had such fond memories of working out with my dad so yeah it just like you know after you know finding my faith And, you know, I just started working out again. It felt like a natural progression and it just made sense. You know, it was like something I really enjoyed and it was a way for me to share my faith. I didn't realize it at the time, but um, exercise, it like rewires your brain. It helps make your brain more um, malleable. I think that's the word, Um, but it, it makes it easier to change. Um, And, you know, a lot of with alcohol, it's like alcohol changes your brain and it changes your habits. And so exercise is a great way to help rewire your brain along with, you know, my faith, which was like renewing my mind in scripture um, and just, you know, pursuing God and like following him, like all both of those things in in combination really helped me um, break free from alcohol. So yeah, it, it it was definitely, like, a a progressive type of thing. Like, I would go, you know, 30 days without alcohol. Then I would go 90 days. And then, you know, I'm pretty sure one time I went a year. And then, you know, I would kind of go back because I just, like, wasn't really committed, I guess. But then, you know, after, I think after realizing it was, like, it after, you know, becoming so transformed by my faith and, you know, through wellness and fitness, I just, it, alcohol just no longer was a fit. And I, you know, decided to quit drinking in 2020 and, um, yeah, just, you know, made that decision to quit. And yeah, I think there's like so many little spiritual components to it. Um, you know, like speaking out like declarations over myself, like, Um, just literally like reading the word and like having it rewire my brain, like those things. And then getting educated about alcohol, like understanding what was going on, like reading books and realizing like, Oh, and or like, Oh, this is what's going on. This is why it's challenging. And um, just getting that education was really helpful. But yeah, so in 2020, again, I, had made that commitment to let go of alcohol. Um, but I had only committed to a year. And then after a year I was like, you know, because I think like most people, I was afraid to like what it would look like. I was afraid to quit and it just seemed like too much to like quit forever. Um, but after a year, you know, I think you change so much, like you, like your brain, you know, heals from alcohol and, it, it, it becomes like so much easier not to drink. Like it, it just, it isn't even, you know, a thought anymore. Like right now, like it, I feel like I never drank before. Like the Victoria before, it's like, it's like how scripture says, like, you know, your sins are as far like from the East is to the West. Like it, they are just so far apart. Like the person I was before and the person I am now is like, you know, it's just miles apart. Like I I wouldn't even recognize myself anymore. You know, like I probably would never imagine I would be the way I am now (laughs) back then. And then right now, like the person I used to be is so far from who I am now, like that it's like just unrecognizable. Like I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like I don't feel like I need to drink or like any of that thing, any of that. So, I just want to share that because if you're wondering, like, if it's always going to be hard, like, it's not always going to be hard, um, I think it really is what you focus on, though. Like, you know, if you're focusing on, you know, just abstinence and, like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, like, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you're focusing on something else, like, for me, it's, like, focusing on... (laughs) growing as a person, like growing in my faith, growing and, you know, taking care of myself and just my other goals in life. Like those things are my bigger focus, um, that alcohol is just like, not even, I don't even think about it anymore. You know, the only reason I think about it, um, is because I, it's something I'm talking about, right. (laughs) On this podcast, But um, other than that, it is just, I really feel like I've been so so transformed Um, and, you know, life has gotten so much better. Like, and um, I did want to also just touch on a little bit um, about my weed free journey, but I think I'm going to share that in the next episode because otherwise this episode is definitely going to be 30 minutes and we're already cutting it close. So (laughs) I'm going to stop here. But before I let you go, I wanted to invite you to join me in my new wellness coaching program. I have been working on this for months and just been working on the back end stuff to get it running smoothly. And that's also partly why I haven't been on the the podcast a little bit because I've been focusing my energy on getting that going. God's like, it's go time, girl. And so anyways, I'm so excited to announce my new program. It's called Vibrant and Free. It is a one-on-one faith-based wellness coaching program. This is basically me taking what I have learned to become free um, and putting it into a program for you to apply in your own life because we can take in all the information on the podcast. Like I can share with you how to cope with your emotions, um, how to move through them, how to start focusing on other things. But often the thing that we're missing is like some accountability. And I know that because I'm a coach and I I still have coaches. Like even coaches need coaches. Like yes, there's just something so powerful about having accountability. That's been a major part of my success um is having coaches. So if you've never heard of wellness coaching before wellness coaching is basically a like holistic approach to health. So in this program, I'm going to be helping you with both like, yeah, creating a movement plan, but it's not just going to be like, okay, work out five days a week, unless that's what you want. But, um, within this, it's going to be working on practices that are going to help you relax because exercise in general is a stress reliever. But when you are stressed, you don't want to like, a lot of times it's at night. Like a lot of times at night, if you're a mom, like in the evening is when you're getting stressed out or you're like, you know, all of the things of the day, you're just like, oh my God, I just want to escape. But if you can have a practice, a, a very simple, low energy, you don't even have to think about it. It's so simple, so profound, a way for you to relax regulate your emotions and just like feel better and like pretty quickly within five minutes um i mean it's really such a night and day difference and i don't think you can do it just by like reading at one time some people are self-led by that right like some people can take something and apply it and run with it but often we need like to be practicing it consistently And not just when we need it, like we need to be practicing it on a daily basis. So a lot of this program is focused on like, if you're feeling super overwhelmed, like, and which is what's leading you to drink or to smoke or whatever, that's what I'm going to be teaching you is how to regulate other things we're going to be going through in the program is faith-based practices, right? I'm going to (laughs) be helping you grow in your faith. And then lastly, it's it's going to be self-discovery. So we're going to be working on some self-discovery exercises, helping you understand what you need or what you are believing about yourself, which often is what's leading us back to using alcohol or binging on food or whatever, whatever vice it is um, that you might be struggling with. Um, maybe it's overeating. But yeah, I'm so excited to finally announce it and... If you look down in the show notes, I will have all the information down there. If for some reason you aren't able to see the show notes, um, the website is vibrant with Victoria, V I B R A N T with victoria.com slash vibrant and free. So check that out and learn all about the program, um, on that page And I am accepting applications until December 23rd. So you have from now until December 23rd to apply. Um, But I'm actually offering a fast action bonus to my podcast peeps. And this bonus is going to be $200 off if you apply by December 18th. Excuse me. That's going to give you a full week to read over the information to pray about it, to talk to your spouse, get them on board. And yeah, so go ahead and apply now because again, space is limited. So if you know, this is for you and this is something you want to do, I would apply ASAP because again, I'm only going to be taking on a few clients this month and then the doors will close on the 23rd or whenever they fill this, the slots fill up. So apply now, apply ASAP. And I can't wait to get started with you. I hope you have a blessed week and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye for now.